Welcome to the FinTech One-on-One Podcast, episode number 335. This is your host, Peter Renton, chairman and co-founder of Lended FinTech. Before we start today's episode, I want to tell you about a new event from Lended FinTech. Nexus, the Dealmakers Summit, is all about making deals. We'll be bringing together a select group of venture capitalists, bankers, fintechs, and debt investors for two days of face-to-face meetings in Miami on February 7th and 8th. Also at Nexus will be Lendit's famous industry awards show back in person for the first time since 2019. You can find out more about all our upcoming events at lendit.com. Today on the show, I'm delighted to welcome Kevin Bennett. He is the CEO of Caribou, formerly known as Moto Refi. You might have heard of them that way. So I wanted to get Kevin on the show because, you know, the auto refinance space is a space I haven't really touched on very much, but it is a very large space and one that I think is misunderstood, certainly by consumers, and one that is only just now starting to gain attention in the fintech space. So we talk about what's wrong with the auto finance space and why consumers should refinance, what the sort of typical kind of savings that are possible here. We talk about uh, how Caribou funds their loans, the different partners they work with. Uh, we talk about their rebrand, the new partnership they did with Uber, which was really interesting. We also talk about sort of the crazy state of the used car market and what that impact has had on their business. It was a fascinating interview. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Kevin. Peter, thanks for having me. It's great to be with you. Yeah, my pleasure. So let's get started by giving the listeners a little bit of background. Why don't you hit on some of the the highlights of your career to date. Pleased to be uh, the CEO of Caribou. Very brief background. We're a mission-driven fintech that helps consumers transform their financial relationships with their cars. It's been a wonderful journey, a wonderful journey with QED Investors, one of the most prominent fintech funds in venture capital. And we partnered up early on. Uh, this was a venture build out of QED. And so been wonderful to partner with Nigel and Frank and, and Matt Risley and the crew there. And I'd gotten to know them. They're obviously based in the DC area as Nigel co-founded Capital One based in the DC area as well. And I've spent most of my life here. And so I'd gotten to know them in various ventures and startups. This is the fifth startup I've worked on, worked on a number of others. And really all of them being mission-driven, this was really attractive to me, not just because of the QED team and, and working with such a great group, but also because of such an incredible opportunity to help consumers and really help American middle class save money and get kind of fair financing and fair financial relationship really with their cars, which is still at the core of our economic engine and the social lives of so many people. You know, people need cars to get to work and to get gas, obviously to power them to go to the grocery store, take their kids to school, go on road trips, see family, et cetera. So still at the fabric of American life and an opportunity to really transform that landscape with a great group of investors and people is too good to pass up. Right, right. Totally get it. So I'd love to just go back to sort of the founding story because one of the funny things about this interview is that I was actually around at the founding of Modo Refi, which obviously was the previous uh, brand. Because I remember I was chatting with Frank Rotman, I think it might have been at one of our events many, many years ago, and he was talking about how he wanted to start this auto refinance. He thought auto refinance was a really untapped market. And he was talking about trying to get something off the ground. So why don't you tell us, like, how did you get involved? How did the founding come together? 
it's fun. And from that perspective, it's so interesting. Uh, investors are really great at pattern recognition and pattern matching. And, and Frank's one of the best. And what he and the team saw was this opportunity in really an incredibly large asset class. So auto today is over $1.4 trillion as an asset class in debt. And you've seen the transformation and digitization of the consumer asset classes of debt, really starting with that SoFi moment in student lending and going to mortgage and, and rocket and better mortgage, not better, and all the players there to credit building, neobanks, et cetera. But auto financial services has really been virtually untouched by innovation when it comes to the consumer experience and the opportunity to save money. And so and QED from the capital markets perspective saw an incredible opportunity to help save consumers money to really transform this space. And we've partnered up with great trusted lenders like credit unions, community banks, and others to help do it. And it's been a heck of a lot of fun. Right, right. So then what is it about the autos refinance space? I mean, there are some more people, there are some fintechs now starting to obviously get involved, but you know, we had like Lending Club started in like 2000 and, I don't know, 2006, so 2007 with personal loans. Then for like 10 years, nothing happened with, with auto refinance. Why do you think that is? I think that the culture of auto financial services has not been as innovative, frankly. I think when you look at the economic structure of auto, obviously it is centered around this dealership model and the way that that has operated historically as kind of a monopoly on distribution. And that makes the origination of loans a little bit different in that you're going to partner with that kind of indirect channel through dealers, which many lenders do. It hasn't been quite as straightforward as personal lending, for example. And obviously, as a secured asset class, there's just more operations involved in the titling and, and those pieces as well. So I think it took for us a great team that knew auto, new lending, new consumer tech coming together to really make it happen. And it's been a lot of fun with a great team. Right. So take us through sort of the car buying experience from a financing perspective. You know, we know that you find your car and then you start talking about financing a lot of times and the, and the car dealer has you captive, you're emotionally attached. Why do consumers overpay? Like, is that something that's systemic in the industry? As mentioned, kind of auto dealers are the primary way where consumers are kind of going in and purchasing their vehicles by that channel. And to your point, you see the advertising around the vehicle and that sticker price in MSRP and you're doing test drives, you're checking it out, you're falling in love with the car and you, you may spend weeks or months, first online, then in person, figuring out the make, model, features, all of that. Then you go to the dealer to do the test drive to kind of get the vehicle. And oftentimes for consumers, you're busy, you want to go get that car, drive off the lot. And you're kind of just starting that journey. In your mind, you may be over for the car dealership relationship, you're just getting started. And so you're locked in on that vehicle and that price, and you're negotiating a bit back and forth. But again, most people are really busy and kind of want to drive that car off the lot. And you really fall in love with that car and that vehicle. Then you go into the kind of F&I office and the economic engine for most dealers is F&I, financing insurance products, and where they're making most of that money. And so most consumers then get into that office and they're sitting there and they're kind of ready to go. They're ready to sign and go. And, and you know, it's all about what kind of payment can you afford? There isn't as much discussion often about the interest rate, the term of the loan, any other products that may be involved. So you get a big stack of paper in front of you, you know, and you kind of just want to sign here, here, here and go. And as a result, most consumers are then really excited to drive off a lot. And they know their payment, they know their car, but they may not have a rate. They may not know what other products they bought. And they may have ended up in a worse situation 
financially than they expected or even are aware of because to your point of the sequencing and ordering and how that process works. Right, right. Yeah, that's interesting. So then it seems like there's just a lack of awareness. Most people, their car is their biggest asset or their second biggest asset. And there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of awareness. People have been refinancing houses for decades and it's a very streamlined process now. People understand it. Why has there not been as much awareness about the financing side of the car? A two-part question, that and then how bad of a problem is it? Like how much are people overpaying? When you take about a consumer's financial life, you know, they're going to finance their education, finance their home, finance their car, refinance their home, which is a standard financial moment in one's life if you're a homeowner through certain rate cycles. And it is kind of this more ubiquitous experience. So 15 to 20% of mortgages get refinanced. 3 to 5% of auto loans get refinanced. So why so few auto loans getting refinanced if consumers can save money there? And there's a basic awareness question. Less than 50% of people are even aware they can refinance their car. So it's a money-saving opportunity that is there for consumers, but most consumers aren't aware of it. They haven't been really trained to think about it. They're not made aware of it for the most part, and it's not a traditional step in that journey. Then for those who are aware of it, it's traditionally been very cumbersome and kind of very difficult. You go to a bank branch, you've got to go to the DMV, there's lots of friction. And so part of what we've done is, is bring technology and bringing the kind of tech and fintech to this process so a consumer can see kind of the rates that they qualify for in seconds and 60 seconds phone application lock in a rate then we have this hybrid of people who can actually assist you and are experts but also the technology so you can fill it out and it's not something you got to do between nine and five or on your lunch break you can do it at 10 p.m or 6 a.m or whatever is convenient for you and so bringing the benefits of technology and the internet matching you with the best offer from our lenders so you can save the most money and making it seamless so that more people can benefit from this really great opportunity to save money. Can you talk us through the loan terms that you offer and how much people are saving on average? So on average, consumers are saving over $100 a month on their payments. There's real money for folks. It really matters in terms of real savings on interest. One of the interesting things we've seen over the last 10 years are cars are getting much, much more expensive. So your average new car price is in the $40,000 plus range. Used cars are in the roughly $27,000 range. And so that means that those loans are getting larger and those monthly payments are getting larger as well. So you're seeing most monthly payments now up into the five $600 range. And that's up 25% from a decade ago. And loan terms as a result, because the asset is getting larger, loan terms are getting longer. And so before you'd see loan terms top out at 60 months, and now you're seeing 72, 84-month loans. And so we're actually seeing with our customers, most loans on average are originating in that like 70, 75 month range. Again, that's an average. And then post refi, we're in that kind of 60 month range or so. So you're seeing one, two years into the loan, maybe six months in, a few months in that consumers who are aware of the opportunity and the very real savings, uh, we're helping them kind of deliver on that and, and put more money back in their pockets. I heard a stat on Aussie in the Marketplace yesterday, the NPR show, and I said the average new car now costs $46,000. I was blown away. I thought it would be you know, mid-30s or something, but $46,000 for the average price of a new car. As you say, it's becoming a bigger asset, a bigger lift for a lot of people. So is there a profile then of the customer that you work with? You give us some sense of sort of the, the demographic that you're talking about here. You can think about our customers as reflective of the middle class uh, of America. So most customers, again, just rough cut range from about 24 to 40 years old, income from about $60,000 to $140,000. 
that's primarily who we're serving today. And we're expanding that over time with lenders and others as we can build more robustness into our ecosystem. But but today it's primarily the middle class. And so that over you know $1,000 a year in savings is quite meaningful. The other piece I should add is in addition to refinancing the loan, most consumers in the I piece of that F&I have gap or, or vehicle warranties as part of that transaction. And they're often paying thousands of dollars more than they maybe need to. And so often customers are canceling those products getting cheaper products from us of equivalent value for them and getting $1,000, $2,000 back in the mail as well. Real economics back to the customer that can really impact their lives, pay down debt, go on a vacation, you know, do the things they need to do and help them live their lives and, and really benefit them in meaningful ways. Right. So let's talk about that for a second. Like the insurance piece, you recently moved into insurance. Like when you're doing a refi, is that part of the process now that you're looking at their insurance or how does that work? We asked our customers, how do you think about us? How else can we help you? And, and one of the things they said is, well, we love that you're saving us money. How else can you save us money? And as part of the process, they're obviously sharing information about their car so that we can refinance them, sharing information around their finances, et cetera. And so we see opportunities to help them save money on insurance and reduce the friction in that process. People are really busy and not surprisingly, they're not waking up every morning saying, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to think about refinancing my car. I can't <laughs> wait to shop by insurance today, um, despite seeing all the advertising on TV and everything else. And so when they have made the decision, say, this is the day, I'm going to go do it. For us, the opportunity is to be able to help them get as much done as possible in a short period of time, really be respectful of their time, remove friction. And if we can go through a process and have a two-for-one effectively where they're going to fill out the same information, but fill it out once and we can help you save money two ways through the refinancing and through the insurance, it's even better. And it's top of mind and they have high levels of intent and are really committed to moving through a process. And so our goal when they're going through that process is to save them as much money as possible. And so when did you start offering insurance? Is that a 2021 thing? Yes. So we started offering traditional auto insurance last year through a pilot and that went incredibly well, and we're able to save customers money. We had, I remember early on, we had one customer call us back throughout the end of the process and just say, thank you. I saved $500 a month on my insurance. Wow. <laughs> Which is extraordinary. But when you think about it, often there are multiple cars on a policy. You may have multiple family members in a policy. Depending on the age range and the characteristics of the vehicle, insurance can be quite expensive. So it really is a meaningful opportunity to save consumers money. And, and we're really excited to continue expanding that offering in 2022. Right. So I presume you're working with an insurance partner, right? You're not doing this yourself. So how does that process work? Correct. Similar to how we operate on the lending side, where we have our great lending partners, credit unions, community banks, and others who we're partnered with, and we're helping consumers find the best offer for them. It's a similar process on the insurance side, where... We're working with you know one or two carriers to start out with, more to announce very soon, and we'll be helping them find the best auto insurance offers for them as well. Well, let's go back to the lending thing. You mentioned banks and credit unions. I mean, how does your funding operation work like on the capital market side? It sounds like you work with a number of different investors, shall we say. Just tell us a little bit about that process. One of the things we're aiming to do is to make it as fast and as easy for consumers as possible. So we have an underwriting engine we hook up the lending criteria of our partners directly on our platform. We can auto decision a customer in seconds. And so what that means is we have the blended underwriting of all of our different 
lending partners. And so that means the consumer doesn't have to shop a number of different lenders. We can instantly do it through kind of the data and technology in our platform and then present that offer to a customer in seconds. Right, right. Got it, got it. Okay, so then I want to talk about the rebrand. You started life as Moto Refi, which pretty obvious name when you're refinancing autos. Your name is now Caribou. Tell us a little bit about the process there. I presume that's because you wanted to go beyond refinancing autos, but tell us a little bit about the new branding and how you came up with Caribou. Yeah, we're really excited about the new brand. Coming off a really exciting year, a ton of growth, new product offerings, and really expanding what we can do for our customers and expanding generally the brand and the aspiration. Our goal obviously started with refinancing and have grown very quickly with that, helping consumers save a ton of money, adding auto insurance. And we think there's such a tremendous opportunity to continue growing in the auto category. There are so many ways to save people money. And when you think about it, AAA came out with a study. Your car is an asset. It can feel like a liability because it costs $10,000 a year to own. So it's an incredible amount of cost in your life. And if we can help you optimize that, save money, put money back in your pocket, whether that be through refinancing your auto loan, helping you shop your auto insurance or something else. We're really excited about that. We think Caribou is the right brand to help us move the company forward in that kind of deeper, more aspirational way. And it can also reflect and and house multiple product offerings that that can help us save the consumers even more money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is a podcast and people won't be able to see this. On Zoom here, I can see you've got a beautiful picture of a caribou on your screen here. So uh, it's quite a majestic animal, isn't it? It is. And what some folks know and some folks don't know, another name for caribou is reindeer. Right, right. So very seasonally appropriate. And so I thought we'd uh, celebrate (laughs) a lot of fun. Okay. So I was reading recently about you have a partnership with Uber, which is obviously a huge name in technology and in autos. But tell us a little bit about that partnership. What are you doing there and uh, how did it come together? We're very excited about partnerships and, and see a lot of potential in the future. We announced earlier last year, a partnership with SoFi and partnering with them and helping SoFi customers refinance their auto loans. And then Uber, at the very end of last year, we launched and are really excited, starting off California, going nationwide. And broadly speaking, when you think about the gig economy, it has become ubiquitous and really inextricably linked to our economy, whether it's moving people or moving food or goods during COVID times. It is such a core part of our economy, but it had not yet fully integrated in all aspects. And financial services is a great example where there's a real need to help gig economy drivers, Uber being a great example, save money on their largest fixed cost asset of their business, which is their car. And so helping them save money on that vehicle, lowering their payments, helping them save money, which helps them keep more of that take-home pay from driving for Uber and generally helps them operate a better business and helps Uber be great partners for their drivers, helps us be great partners with our customers who are their drivers. And when you think about it, this is something you can do between rides when you're sitting in your car. You've got your license, you've got your registration, you've got everything there. We are integrated with the Uber Pro driver app. So pull it up and refinance between rides and save money. It makes a ton of sense. And we're really, really excited about what we can do for Uber drivers across the country and also what we can do for the gig economy more broadly, which we think is only going to grow and get more important as part of kind of the economy writ large. And obviously, auto and cars can be a big part of that. Uber drivers, they're doing that to make money. So if they can save, even if they can save like $25 a month, you think that that, that's pretty motivating for them because that goes straight to their bottom line. Are you seeing good uptick in traction there? We're seeing a ton of early interest, more to come, but yes, so far so good. 
Right. Okay. What are you doing to build awareness? Now, you've, there's two things you've got here. You've got your new brand, which you need to build awareness for, and you've got the whole sort of auto refinance category that you need to build awareness for. So how are you getting the word out? We advertise through your typical online channels, digitals, a huge part, affiliates. So if you're on Credit Karma or you're on Lending Tree or you're just doing Google searches or otherwise, you, you will see our ads. We're advertising offline as well. And these partnerships, Uber, SoFi, and others. So we're excited. We're multi-channel in terms of reaching customers and building awareness is a huge part of it, not just of our brand, but of the category. And we're really excited about 2022. 2021 was where we felt like we solidified our leadership in the auto fintech category. And in 2022, we think category expansion is going to be really exciting. And we're really excited to continue to bring the message out and help educate people and help them understand how much money they can save and help be a part of that story for them. So then can you give us a sense of of the scale you guys are at, like origination numbers sort of thing? 2021, a couple pieces of information that could be helpful. So we grew revenue 400% last year, similar the year before. We facilitated over a billion dollars in loans so far. Uh, most of which were done last year. And we've saved customers over $70 million in interest savings. We crossed that last year. So growing pretty quickly, we, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were 40 people on the team. We crossed over 400 uh, at the end of last year. So we grew from 150 to 400 plus last year, hiring about a person a day. So we're growing really quickly and really excited about the opportunity and expect similar growth in 2022 and beyond. And is that mostly remote, remote workers? Do you sort of have a geographic kind of focus for hiring people? We're staying flexible at the moment. So we have offices in Washington, D.C., Denver, Colorado, and Austin, Texas. And we have folks in the team who are remote in most states at this point. So we're staying flexible. And obviously, pandemic and COVID has been uh, a bit of an unexpected adventure for most of us over the last couple of years. I don't think any of us had it on the bingo card. You know, one of the things that we haven't talked about, we're really excited about is we see ourselves as a mission-driven organization and a values-driven one as well. And and part of what's allowed us to grow quickly and everyone, I think, rightly so, talks about the great resignation and the challenge of hiring talent. And one of the ways we've been able to attract really a wonderful group of people who are are good people who do great work, incredibly talented, motivated, is that it is a truly mission-driven organization. We are here to help consumers save money. That is really what we're about. And that has been incredibly instrumental in helping us grow and hire some really great folks who are going to build a great business and help us save consumers even more money. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the used car market in general, because it's been, I would say, an unprecedented year. I keep track of uh, the value of my car and it it went up like 20%, I think, in the, and it was the last year or last 18 months. It's crazy that this is now an appreciating asset in some ways. So what has that done? There's tremendous demand, it feels like, for used cars. How have you sort of tapped into that? And has that been a real tailwind for your business? Obviously, vehicle values that you mentioned earlier have gone up pretty tremendously. I think in the last four months, used car prices have gone up more than 20%. Uh, Global supply chain issues are a piece of this, obviously. And, you know, folks are hearing about the chip shortages and everything else, obviously having an impact. I think there's this broader trend of vehicles getting more valuable over the longer term, say a decade, and more technology in vehicles than lasting longer, than being kind of larger, more durable assets. And I think that is a long-term trend that will continue. I think there's this short-term spike in vehicle values from supply chain, and you'll see that normalize 
in the coming quarters. And so my advice for folks is to not overreact to the short term and, and this will kind of even itself out as supply chains even themselves out in the short term. Over the long term, though, I think you'll see more stable but continued growth of the asset class, of the category, of vehicle values as the technology gets better, as cars last longer you know, we see there's going to continue to be this trajectory forward outside of the real short-term spike. And in, in the short term, I think you're seeing vehicle values go up and, and folks seeing that who may be thinking about buying a new car and saying that new car price just went up a lot. I'm not sure I'm going to buy that new car right now. Maybe I'll refinance instead. Right. And so, so I think you're seeing more refinancings uh, now as well. And particularly, as you just say, like with vehicles lasting longer, like you can sort of take on these longer loan periods uh, and reduce your monthly outlay, right? And that's, are you seeing that people want these longer loan terms to kind of manage their cash flow? It's an important topic because the vehicle values are going up. And as those go up and this, the real pressure on kind of consumers' economics and their finances, that's real. And so as a result, there's this natural extension of term to try and not move that monthly payment up, but so much. I mean, you've seen them increase even with extending loan terms. And so it is a way to kind of manage that cash flow. It has dangers with it as well in terms of terms that are too long. You see consumers get stuck in loan terms that are too long or predatory. And obviously we won't want to see that. So it is, I think, a natural byproduct of the vehicle value and that asset value going up. And one of the reasons why we think refinancing is such a great option for so many people, because people are seeing real interest rate savings. I mean, on average, we're cutting interest rates by more than 50%. So on our platform, we're seeing rates from 9% to just under 4% on average. Recently, someone took them from 12% to 3%, saved them $7,000 in interest. Right. And so there's thousands of dollars for consumers to save because these are large assets. And to your point, at a time with inflation, generally speaking, everything getting more and more expensive from gas to groceries to cars, being able to find a way to save money and kind of get some relief is really important. And we're, we're really excited to be able to provide that relief to consumers. Right, right. So then last question, we're recording this in the first week of January, and we've got obviously the whole year ahead of us. So what's on tap for uh, Caribou in 2022? Peter, I think it's going to be a huge year for us. We're really, really excited. You can expect continued growth in our refi business to our conversation earlier. There's so much pressure on consumers with inflation. There's such a huge opportunity to help save them money. We're incredibly excited about that. We'll continue to expand the auto insurance offering and, and more on that soon. And we'll really continue doing anything we can to help consumers save money on their cars. That's our North Star. That's our goal. And there's just a ton of opportunity there. So we'll continue investing in, in the tech platform and hiring. As I mentioned, we're hiring about a person a day. So across product engineering, marketing, analytics, you name it, we're probably expanding the team and growing. So it's going to be another busy year and we're we're really excited for it. Okay. Well, it's a great story, Kevin. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks a lot. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me, Peter. Okay. See ya. It's interesting to me that Kevin talked about financial literacy a couple of times there. And it's something I just want to highlight here because it seems to me that you know today consumers have so much information. We just need to be able to present it to them in a way that makes sense. Because if you're paying, you know, 10, 12% on your car loan, clearly that might be too much. And coming here and refinancing your car may be just an objectively 
good decision. And that is really what we want to get to. And I feel like, you know, when Kevin says only three to 5% of, of auto loans being refinanced, it's a huge opportunity. Um, there should be probably, you know, as much as um, the mortgage space, the real estate space, because a lot of people, this is a massive asset. For some people, this is their only large asset and uh, they should be making sure they pay as little as possible in interest for such an important asset. Anyway, on that note, I will sign off. I very much appreciate you listening and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Before we go, I want to remind you about a new event from Lendit Fintech. Nexus, the Dealmakers Summit, is all about making deals. We will be bringing together a select group of venture capitalists, bankers, fintechs, and debt investors for two days of face-to-face meetings in Miami on February 7th and 8th. Also at Nexus will be Lendit's famous industry award show, back in person for the first time since 2019. You can find out more about all our upcoming events at lendit.com.